HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Corin, supplier of Japanese chef knives and restaurant supplies. For more information, visit Corin.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. Hello, welcome to Japan Eats. I'm your host, Akiko Katayama, a food writer and director of the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes a deeper understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. We are broadcasting live from a studio at Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn. This show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi at every daily in the supermarket, but what is beyond sushi? We hear dashi, ramen, izakaya, but what exactly are they? Japanese food is still a mystery for many people, and I try to demystify it in this program with my cool guests. And my guest today is Masahiro Urushido, who is a mixologist and the bar manager at Saksana Paro, which is a great new American restaurant in East Village. And it has a huge bar space filled with lots of great energy. And Japanese cocktail culture is known for being unique and different from American cocktail culture. And Masa has worked in both countries as bartender. So today, we'll discuss what is unique about Japanese cocktail culture, how Masa expresses in his cocktails in New York, and he won 2014 Shiba's Regal Global Master, which made him one of the best bartenders of the world, and much, much more. Hello, Masa. Welcome to Japanese. Hello. <laughs> so, um, Thank you for having me, Akiko-san. <laughs> looking forward to it. So, um, first of all, uh, when and why did you come to the States? I moved to New York uh, in 2008 to go to school, to attend college. Um, original intention was to study both English and hospitality management. Mm, so you are in the right path already. Okay. And uh, so how did you get into the world of cocktails? Uh, I worked um, when I was 19. Mm. Um, I got my first job in restaurant and the bar mm -hmm. in Tokyo. Um, the restaurant was run by famous restaurateur uh, Hiro Shinkawa. Mm -hmm. And then it was very fine dining. Mm. 
Oh, just and really suddenly decided to work in a restaurant yeah, and the, fine the, dining. <laughs> I, I was lucky that I got the job at the first place because bef- before I had, you know, like no, ex- you know, experience in the restaurant and mm. even something like that, that you know, high end restaurant. Simply, I was just delivering pizza and then, mm. uh, <laughs> you know, working in a few karaoke bars before. But you know,、mm. it was quite stretch, and you know, I learned everything from them. Right. So, but it was the intention to be in a, like upper scale place to. I, I think I wanted something different than you know、um, what I had at the、mm. time, and then I wanted. I was looking for and then new job, new place, work, make my living, and. It's just I, I think it was just lucky and then by、mm. chance. So which、uh, restaurant did you work?、Uh, the first place I worked,、uh, a place called Tablos in Daikayama,、mm. the Shibuya area. I think that's very classic. Yeah, it's beautiful, gorgeous、um, decor and food,、uh, lots of wines.、Mm. Um, I learned lots of wines there, and also that restaurant has、um, kind of. Attached to it was a cigar bar next next、oh. next door, which is called Tablos Lounge. So where、uh, they play, you know, they invite those、um, singers and uh, uh, bassists from all o- all over the world, that, like you know, like from New York or whatever,、um, and then play、uh, live jazz there,、mm. and smoke cigar, and then. Right. So it's just beyond the restaurant. It's more like a concept or lifestyle、right. kind of place. Right. And there is a bar. Yes, and、mm. then eventually Shinkawa-san left、um, the restaurant and opened up his own place. So、mm. I followed him.、Oh, uh, so、okay. that's where a、uh, place called Dazzle in Ginza,、mm. and I worked there until I moved to New York. Right. So what kind of a place does、uh, was Dazzle restaurant? It's great. The contemporary,、uh, I would say, contemporary.、Um, Cuisine,、mm. so you know all these ingredients, the freshest ingredients come from neighbors and like a local neighboring、uh, prefectures、mm. uh, of Tokyo, and take that and then using these classic Italian French techniques to、mm. make it delicious and beautiful. Right, and, and、uh, yeah. well, Japanese, French, and Italian known for being so classic, even more than people say, more than the back、oh, in the real country. So. Right, and、uh, so the style of the cocktails you made in Japan—that's more sort of、uh, authentic kind of styles. Yes, very classic drinks. That so I started working that restaurant as a food runner,、mm. so running food,、uh, learning about the food, and everything is from zero to you know to that high expectation. And yeah, I learned the from 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 everything is from scratch. That I had a great sensei there. Mm. Um, sensei, that in Japanese word that、um, like teacher.、Mm. Um, I think it's、that. beyond. I think sensei. When I sensei,、uh, teacher plus lots of respect. Right, right.、Uh, like, yeah, exactly. Like a mentor.、Mm. So they were so patient that you know at the first place, like you know, teaching me that all these、uh, techniques, the stirring and shaking, and、mm. uh, so you know, learned a lot of.、Um, The recipes for the classic cocktails that、mm. you know, people drank there. Right.、Um, so I'm curious. You know, the Japanese cocktails tend to be, you know, we talk about more later, but it's more technical based, right? Very precise kind of measurement and styles. Right. I think 
yeah, I think Japanese people are something really good at like, you know, being precise and you know, being on time. <laughs> right, so pretty meticulous, <laughs> possessive people. Right.、Um, okay, um, so um, what do you think you learned at each place? So, again, that the classic techniques and you know, expanding the knowledge of the recipes, that the classic recipes. And not, that time, like, you know, like it, late, like, 90s and early 2000s, to me, well, of course, the internet was there, but like, it wasn't enough like, resource、mm, to learn. You cannot just deeper, open an iPhone and look at、right, right, recipes. Deeper knowledge of history of the drinks, per se, but、um, you know, the, what the sidecar is and how to make Manhattans.、Mm. And I think one of the greatest things I learned was、uh, ice carving.、Mm. Um, so there's,、um, again, my sensei, Antonio san. He, he's still there. The, over, he's been there like over 15 years.、Mm-hmm. Um, Show me how to、uh, carve ice balls and how to、At、make the tableau?、Uh, yeah, actually, tableaus.、Uh, my sensei was Yasan.、Mm-hmm. Uh, he told me how to start how to make you know,、okay. the drinks and also ice balls as well. And then sometime you know, after. Closing at the restaurant, and then you know, because the cigar bar was open till late, so、mm. I needed extra cash. So,、okay. I few nights I worked there.、Mm. Then Antonia san was my sensei. Interesting.、Mm. So, it sounds like、um, you know, we want to talk, talk about the difference between Japanese and American cocktail culture, but it sounds like really you have a sensei at really established places. Yeah, I'm lucky, yeah, I have a great sensei everywhere because <laughs> <laughs> you're a good student. <laughs> Thank you.、Um, so, okay. And uh, so um, eventually, so,、uh, like you said, you came to the States after you worked at a certain time at the two restaurants. And、um, so, where did you work in the US? In the US, I worked, first place was、um, in the West Village、uh, called Kingswood.、Mm-hmm. So, owned by Australian people, lovely people. Right. And I also worked at、uh, Ruby's Cafe.、Mm-hmm. Um, In Nolita, so I made lots of coffee over there, and then,、um, and then after that,、uh, I joined Saxon Pro.、Mm, how come? I met、uh, I met Nar- Naren Young through my friend Paulie, Paul Franich. He was a brand ambassador for Forty Spill of Vodka from、mm. New Zealand. So it's just amazing that. How I ended up getting to know these、uh, really important people to my li- in my life.、Mm-hmm. So I knew Tom,、uh, who was brand ambassador in,、uh, for that same brand in Tokyo.、Mm-hmm. So I told him that, hey, I'm moving to New York. And then he goes, like, all right, so I, I'll put you guys in touch.、Mm-hmm. So I landed it, going to start going to school. And then,、um, you know, I, the. Tom put us in touch, and then Polly goes, like, Hey, let's catch up, let's go have coffee. And then I,、um, and then I met Polly, and basically he looked after, looked after me,、mm. like his little brother. And then he eventually introduced me to, actually, he introduced me to Kenta san,、uh, Kenta Goto, the、mm. owner of Bar Goto.、Right. So Kenta san, I met Kenta san first, and then he,、uh, he was, as you know, like very generous.、Uh, Amazing guy,、right. uh, took me to a few bars. And yeah, so I, by the way, so the, for listeners who, hasn't, who, who doesn't know about Kenta, Kenta came to a show, I forgot the number of the episodes, but、uh, so basically he was、uh, the head partner at uh, the uh, Pegu. Pegu Club, which is one of the best bars in the whole country or in the whole, the whole world. Right. 
So yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, the long story short, <laughs> I met um, I met Naren through um, Paul, mm-hmm. and then so Naren was the working at uh, Saxon. No, actually, the first time I met Naren, he worked at the Bobo. Okay. Bobo in the West Village, which is a few uh, streets down from the Kingswood mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. I worked, and then. You know, years later, actually, um, I opened the Saxon Pro in 2011. Mm. And a few months later, uh, I met him at some sort of events, and uh, he invited me to, hey, come over, uh, buy you a drink. And then mm. I stopped by, and then, right. yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I feel kind of jealous because it sounds like all those cocktail people really connected in the whole, like, globally. Very, very small world. Right. That's very nice. And uh, so among those people, um, who's your sensei, uh, your mentor? Uh, again, many. Um, Shinkawa-san, uh, Hiro Shinkawa from mm-hmm. Japan. The, it's not exaggeration, but like people call him, uh, people you know, call him uh, like um, God of service. Oh, wow. um, he's quite big mm-hmm. and big-hearted, uh, amazing person. So, um, and then moved to New York. And I mean, of course, like, not only Shinkawa-san, just there's, there's so many other people. Asai-san, John-san, Shoko-san. I was very lucky to be there and then at a, that, that very particular time that they, mm. those amazing uh, people worked there. Right. And then um, they taught me so many things, working in the restaurant and hospitality. And of course, moved to New York, uh, Naren Young and Linden Pride. So mm-hmm. they um, basically they're the find, founder of um, Saxon Pro mm-hmm. Beverage Program, right. and they they will be my uh, sensei for a long time. And mm-hmm. I mean, mentor that like who you know sort of like inspires you. Mm-hmm. So like you know that that's in a sense that Nacho, my best friend Nacho's there uh, working. You know, mm-hmm. been working works. closely, uh, and then. You know someone like him, they're making uh, drink, every single drink with heart, you know, his heart and, you mm. know, that, that's, and then he's just, his personality, that something mm. makes everyone happy, you right. know, and then, so someone like him, and of course. Um, right, so Nacho, basically, he uh, works at uh, The Daily, which is your sister, um, restaurant, bar. That's right, yeah, mm. the, he's got the new place, that we can talk about that later. Mm. Uh, yeah, and then. It's just every everyone that um, I'm lucky to have these friends and very close. Mm. Uh, Patrick uh, Del Punta, he's um, owner co-owner of a restaurant called Sweetwater, mm. which is in the Williamsburg. Right. Um, so it sounds like you, you have know. almost like a family tree of all those friends, and right. So um, you know, all those uh, really good uh, people to learn out of whatever they told you about, or you just learn how they do. So. How do you describe uh, the difference between Japanese and American cocktail culture? That's a that's a hard question. Right? <laughs> that's why I'm um, asking you. you. You know, you know the best. I think uh, no, that I, I, I can't say that I've I have a lot of experience because I worked in a restaurant in well I had a very intense um, you know time working in restaurant in the bar. Mm. Um, I think it, I think I think it's the the cocktail culture that again the word culture that involves people right the cocktail culture I think I think cocktail culture is you know basically 
you know, in the bar or the restaurant and having a great time with good people mm. and then drinking delicious things. That, that's the cocktail culture, if that's the, the definition of the culture. Right. And, um, you know, the... I don't, I don't know. The, mm. It's hard, hard to describe. Right. The, so, for instance, you know, I, whenever I go to um, bars in Japan, I feel I have to behave right. But cocktails are precise and you know exactly what to expect. Right. Um, yeah, for the, the, I think it, for example, as a, if you focus on the drink, the cocktail culture, if you focus on the drink, if you have exact same ingredients, and then you know the technique, mm. if you have a recipe, and you can make, you know, pretty much exactly the same taste of the cocktail. Like, doesn't matter where you're in Japan, New York, uh, Moscow, doesn't mm. matter. But I think what makes so different, like, taste so different is about, I think, um, atmosphere mm. and how these um, staff of the bar and the restaurant makes you feel. So that's a great factor. Mm-hmm. And then through my experience that worked in Japan, uh, you, you know, like I learned so much about, you know, because uh, mm. not only making drinks, but again, the hospitality right. uh, point of view that, you know, and then moved to New York that um, I learned the different part, mm. like kind of. Right. So, you know, like uh, say if I was a fresh bartender and go start working at a Japanese bar versus here, what's the difference? Like, you know, on daily basis. It's it's just that New York is a very special place. Um, you know, everyone's from everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, so and it's just amazing that like this New York City sounds like so big, and you know, everyone thinks it's like oh, it's huge, but like it's such a small town, and mm. you know, filled with the good people, and everyone's from everywhere, which means you know, each oh, they bring each own culture to mm. this place, and then just inspiration is, I think. The, Tokyo has so many great restaurants and bars and mm. you know cocktail bars and so as in New York but the different experiences what surrounds you and who surrounds right. you so mm-hmm. um, Tokyo is of course an international city but mm. but mostly Japanese people right so is it wrong to say um, not accurate to say that you know Japanese um, bars tend to follow classic recipes versus here, you know, the creative things encouraged. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry that I can't answer the exact question that, mm. you know, you're like people looking for. But um, yeah, it, it is a different experience in mm. New York, um, you know, very exciting. And, right. you know, yeah. Um, like, for instance, uh, Gen Yamamoto, who used to work here and went back to Japan, he, he opened the bar, which is one of the most popular and well-recognized bars in whole country now. So, and obviously he started using fresh, you know, fruit juice and stuff. And it's an American influence. I'm, I'm sure it's the things that are changing in Japan, too. But, you know, like one of the things people really talk about, like you mentioned already, that's the hand-carved ice. Right. So why do, um, did you learn, like, really, we have to practice over and over to make a, um, hand-carved, uh, hand-carved ice in Japan? Right. Uh, it, it's, not, it's not a hard thing to do. Really? To me. About, if I can do it, anyone can do it. Mm. So, um, you know, like, it just, just takes time. And then, you know, the make you know, ice ball, mm. tens and hundreds of ice ball every day and then for long right. time we get to 
so really nice. how what's the good good ice to carve um at Saxon we're getting ice from uh Richie Bocado's 100 weight mm-hmm. uh he makes amazing beautiful ice And what we do is just like, you know, of course, we have a storage area that the freezer specifically uh, keep the, mm-hmm. you know, the delivery of uh, lots of right. ice slabs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I'm talking about, blocks. you know, you, when you <coughs> carve, you're taught to carve ice. Oh, right? oh. So what's, um, what's the purpose in a way? What's the, what's the point of carving So again, hand. the ice ball, the story of ice ball comes in like lesser surface area mm. uh, and then lesser dilution. Right. And again, temperature of the ice is as well, that it's not like, and then density of the water, density of the frozen water. Mm. So that which makes it makes whatever the fluids you put in water or whiskey or uh, melts slower, which means you can enjoy the, mm. I mean, not, not saying that dilution is bad for the drink, but mm. um, Yeah, keep it nice and cold right. uh, and lesser dilution. Right. Sometimes and it's a it. density also. Uh, in the first place, ice has to be really densely uh, frozen and then it's kind of more crystal, right? Because there's not air bubbles inside. Right, right, exactly. Right. So transparent. Um, mm, yeah. Like crystal. Yeah, right. make it taste better. Mm. Maybe. But I'm curious, how, how do you, you know, when you make a cocktail on the rock or something, whatever, you know, the style is, you have to really calculate the time ice melts, right? Exactly. How do you do that? Uh, experience, I guess, you <laughs> know, uh, but the mostly attention. Mm. Just, you know, keep in your mind that, uh, you know, Whatever you put in, it's mm. going to start melting. So you have to make it faster. Okay. Yeah. So, wow, it's very, uh, you have to be very kind of strategic. Hi. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, the Saxon Pearl uh, was named the Best American Cocktail Bar Spirited Award at Tales of the Cocktail, which is the world's biggest annual cocktail event. And that's last year, 2016. So congratulations. Thank you very much. And uh, the cocktail made at Saxon Pearl is very unique and fun. So what is your philosophy in developing cocktail menu? So <clears throat> the philosophy of uh, cocktail where we serve at Saxon Pearl, which is Naren Young and Lyndon Price philosophy, and mm. something I learned uh, very closely from them. Mm. So our drink is... Always classic cocktail influenced, inspired cocktail, sorry, the classic cocktail inspired drinks, but with loaded with lots of local seasonal ingredients um, and innovative ideas and uh, authenticity. Mm. So, seasonality, like we start talking about, like lots of seasonality, but like these days, I kind of like to use locality because you know, the season when you travel around. Every different parts of the world has different climate,、mm. different seasons. So I think it's, it's cool that, like, engaging to local things is super cool, especially, you know, when you, when you travel, like, came from, if, if you go to somewhere, you want、mm. to taste something local,、mm. which is more because you can't taste it in New York. Right. So, yeah, in a sense, but、uh, yeah, so.、Mm. So, is there any room for you to kind of incorporate Japanese cocktail culture mindset on your menu? Mindset, yes, I think so.、Mm. Um, it's not only about ingredients, but、um, more mindset, like,、um, for example, like respect,、uh, respect your tools, respect、mm. your tools, respect your ingredients. 
uh, speaking of how we can maximize these ingredients instead of you know squeeze something in and throwing away. But uh, okay, what we can maximize is mm. you know piece of uh, you know the crap. Uh, mm, like lemon peels. Yeah, lemon to peels to little tip of something and vegetables and um, anyhow. But at the the respect your tools, respect your. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by uh, respect your tools? Like uh, clean often. The yeah, that we each bartenders at Saxon they bring their own tools mm, to like work. Like chef knives. Like chef knives, exactly. Yeah. So uh, yeah, respect your tools, and which you know eventually that's gonna. Uh, reflect to your drinks, delicious drinks as well. Mm, okay, so uh, one of the most interesting menu items, I think, to me is a uh, uh, Japanese highball, which is made with Yamazaki 12-year um, Perrier and lemon oil. And Yamazaki, which is the most iconic Japanese whiskey in the U.S., and it's really hard to get right now. Um, so what's the idea behind this cocktail? So Japanese highball... Um the Japanese highball, like today, like people love highballs and making lots of these uh, lesser uh, ABV cocktails and refreshing drinks, aperitifs. Mm. Um, Japanese highball, essentially, it is uh, whiskey and soda. Mm. That was a keyword, like a really right. buzzwords. Then, like, I don't know, like three, four, five years. Right, but uh, what's so different? Just. Um, Way we make it, mm. the, the way we make it. So we get the glass, highball glass, and we're gonna hand carve, hand chisel these, uh, you know, ice from a uh, big ice block mm. that fits perfectly into the glass. Right. And we stir that uh, to, you know, bring the temperature of the glass down. Mm. Then we add, uh, and then we drain it because, you know, extra water is gonna stay in the glass. So mm. we're gonna drain that. And then we're going to top it off with sufficient amount of uh, ice again because, you know, the ice is going to melt in the water that, like, you know, top of the the level of the ice goes down. So mm-hmm. that we're going to feel that, that we're trying to pack the glass with ice as much as we can. So, mm-hmm. again, another um, freshly, you know, chiseled or carved uh, ice goes in. Then we pour the whiskey in. Mm-hmm. Stir down a little bit because the whiskey, to bring down the temperature of the whiskey. Mm-hmm. Then we carefully add a soda water to it. Then make sure that the soda is not like pour over the ice because that's gonna kill the bubbles. Right. So like the, to the gently to the gap on the on the side, uh, pour that soda. I um, mean Perrier in, which mm. has beautiful uh, tiny right. fine bubbles. And then after that, you gently put uh, your bar spoon in, kind of lift up the you know ice from the bottom to mm. gently stir. Garnish with the lemon oil, the, the freshly peeled lemon uh, skin, mm. and now it becomes no longer just only the whiskey and soda. This is the uh, Japanese highball. Mm. Interesting, because it's such a high quality whiskey, and then adding some uh, sparkling texture. Right, that must be really interesting. Yeah, the, sorry, just uh, I can't lie. So. Uh, we started using Yamazaki 12, and then over the time, it got so expensive <laughs> because everyone loves it. Uh, now we use the Toki, uh, also from Santori, mm. um, the Japanese whiskey. The younger blend right. uh, makes a really nice uh, Japanese highball. Mm. Right. Yeah, it's just released like last year, right? Delicious. Mm, I haven't tasted it, so maybe I'll come and see you soon. Um, okay, and uh, well, by the way, we have an interesting program at Saxon Parole called Cocktail Cabinet Program. And so what is it and how did you come up with this idea? So cocktail cabinet program at Saxon Pro. So this is not my idea. Um, 
I know how that works, but、uh, again, this is Nara and Linden. So when they traveled to Japan, what they saw was you know, you walk into your neighborhood bar or you know,、uh, Izakaya or even Izakaya. Or,、um, so what you see behind the counter、mm. is the bottle of shochu and whiskeys and with the name tags on, <laughs> or sometimes you know, like the name written on the bottle, or like sometimes the place fancy that has a metal,、right. uh, there's like neck tag that dangling from the, you know, the bottle、right. that says, you know, Akiko san, for example.、Mm. Um, so, and it's amazing.、Um, You know, the loyalty program to, you know, that the、right. one guest k e e p coming back for that bottle and then, you know, to the restaurant.、Right. So that, and they, t- you know, now taking that, the, you know, took the idea to, you know, what we can do, that, that space, and which something、right. um, specialized, which was a cocktail. So, oh, let's do the monthly changing cocktails. Right. In the yeah. Bottle, yeah we the call it, so. In Japan, they, we call it bottle keep. Bottle keep. So it's like,、uh, yeah, I've seen,、uh, I've been traveling and in Japan and I see, oh wow, you can see they're really regular. That means、uh, it's a good place to be. Yeah, to、mm-hmm. us, it's, it's a very special program because, the, again, the, it's not about just only keeping the bottle and then, you know, but it's about, you know, bartender knows how he likes to drink, you know.、Mm. The, um, Oh, the Akiko san likes on the rocks, and Akiko san's friend comes in, hey, introduce, this is Masa. Oh, I like actually,、uh, can you make it、uh, on the rocks?、Mm. Uh, I mean, highball. So next time I go in, they recognize me, and then, you know, they, without asking me, they, they make highball just、mm. straight up, and then here you go.、Right. In front of me, there's a highball. So again, the, at Saxon Pro, the cocktail cabinets is great that these industry、uh, or just, just in general, like neighborhood people keep coming back and, you know, bartender, you know, we know their name, first name basis, and,、mm. you know, it's cool to kind of share that、uh, great,、right. you know, that,、um, hospitality、mm. with them. So. so, bottle keeping in Japan tend to be, can be anything, shochu or whiskey. Right. But in your case, you have cocktail. Cocktail of the month. Yeah, every month. Uh, every month, different cocktails. I've never heard of it. It's amazing. So, okay.、Uh, so, anybody can ask for it as far as we pay in advance. That's、yes. the program. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, it's a Saxon Pro、uh, cocktail cabinet program. All right. So,、uh, let's take a quick break here. And when we come back, we'll talk about how Masa won the glo-、uh, Global Chevis Master in 2014 that, and、uh, how he became one of the best partners of the world. So, please stay with us. Today's program is brought to you by Corin, supplier of Japanese chef knives and restaurant supplies. Corin is proud of their Japanese culture and traditions, but they want you to know that their products are not just for Japanese restaurants. Their knives and tableware bring out the best qualities of food from every culture and fit into every restaurant, from French to Pan Asian to American. And that is why they're located in New York City, where people from every country in the world come to eat. Corin's unique store in Lower Manhattan is home to perhaps the most extensive collection of Japanese chef knives in the world, including Japan, plus the rarest natural sharpening stones and exquisitely designed tableware. 
They also host special events such as knife sharpening demonstrations and parties with New York's most famous chefs and restaurateurs. Corin is dedicated to this ideal, bringing the implicit and elegance of Japanese culture to your table, be it in your home or in the finest restaurant. For more information, visit Corin.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Japan Needs, broadcasting live from a studio in Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm your host, Akiko Katayama, and my guest today is Masahiro Urushiro, who is a mixologist and bar manager at the Saxon Perot, which is a great new American restaurant in East Village. So,、um, you were crowned the Global Chivas Master in 2014, which is an annual award given by Chivas Regal, a highly recognized Scotch whiskey company. So, what was the theme of the competition? So, theme of the competition. So, Shiba's Masters is,、um, of course, it's a、uh, uh, Shiba's Regal. And、um, the first、uh, cocktail competition、uh, in that company, within、mm. that company.、Uh, Max Warner, he's the one、uh, who is now、uh, international brand ambassador for Shiba's. And he created this、mm. uh, cocktail competition to you know, share great things about this, you know, the bartending. Cultures and、mm. people. So the, the theme of the competition was say,、uh, when was the last time you created classics? The, especially the Shivas Rigo has a you know,、like、long history. And actually, Shivas 25 was the very uh, first uh, luxury whiskey in the world and、mm. launched in actually New York City. So he made a global final in New York.、Mm. Uh, that was a set. And then The, we were asked to make four different drinks, but、uh, again, engaging to、uh, the、uh, classic and the history of that.、Mm. Um, he and then they asked us to make four drinks, but four drinks inspired by four different eras of、uh, great cocktail、oh, wow. times.、So、That's from, challenging. <laughs> yeah, the first one was that the, so you have to create the classic era, which is that the,、uh, up to、uh, 19, late 1800s to early 1920s. Before the provision, and then another one was、uh, sort of、uh, after the World War II、mm. era. So everyone came back to from different parts and,、um, and then you know, brought so many different cultures back to the US.、Mm. And then another one was the disco era,、mm. uh, which is so much fun. And then、uh, the last one was the modern age, which is pretty much what we do today. So、mm. each drink, the kind of different bartenders you know, for, from all around the world. But,、mm. like, they, How many countries there?、Uh, 13. Wow. So each, each one's kind of interpretation of、um, the history and plus、uh, the cocktail, something means to you. And、mm. then it was, it was amazing. Wow. So, what kind of cocktail or cocktails did you make?、Um, I made, throughout the competition,、uh, I made many drinks.、Mm-hmm. So, there, there were seven different challenges, I guess,、oh、to <laughs> go through.、Um, You know, to be fair to everyone, that each challenge、uh, only revealed right before the challenge. So、mm. no one could really you know, prepare, you know, oh, I'm going to make this for、mm. these you know, particular challenges.、Uh, you know, but you have so many ideas. But、um, I made some good drinks and lots of mess. But do <laughs> <laughs> you survive at the end? Right. So,、um, was there anything、um, your Japanese mindset in the cocktail? Uh, like, I'm not sure if that was my Japanese mindset, but again, the sensitivity to the season that we had. It was in the springtime,、mm. uh, it was a local final, and then you know, early spring, it was a global final. So, something, you know, the, 
seasonal. So I picked the chamomile as uh, kind of centerpiece of the drink, and then mm. I added that to classic drink, which is called uh, opal. Mm. Uh, made out of rye, dry vermouth, uh, and Campari. Mm. You know, everyone loves that kind of drink. And then that's a classic drink from um, introduced. You know, you can find that classic recipe in like early 1900s cocktail book. And then, so I took that and then replaced that with a Shivas Rigo. Mm. 12 years of beautiful uh, floral whiskey. And then Campari, which I infused that with dry chamomile tea. Mm. And the, uh, here comes the vermouth. So I kept the authentic of the drink and in the classic mm. but add, add a little bit of chamomile salt a little mm. bit of chamomile mist and fresh chamomile for mm. the guys so lots of chamomile it sounds, sounds like too much chamomile but actually it's delicious mm. um, good drink right I want to try that definitely okay. right um, so you know all those things uh, you just picked the four eras they picked four eras and you know it's a progression right and how do you see like you know I think even at the tail of the cocktails, I think people talk about Japanese bartenders, and they sometimes they're invited. So, how do you think Japanese cocktail culture is influencing the modern cocktail world? Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure if I can answer the question again. I'm sorry that, uh, but something I like about Japanese mm. cocktail culture, or what, what I see today, is that, for example, the tools. You know, like in Japan. Uh, we make beautiful tools, uh, you know, like starting from knives and, of course, but the cocktail tools as well. Mm, I'm curious, what kind of is this? And, really you know, the people, what we, what many bartenders in the world won't love to use is, they enjoy using is um, a Japanese jigger. Okay. So, you know, it's, again, the Japanese jigger, the name suggests that, like, precisions and, you know, that the quality of materials and uh, something you can take pride in that using mm, these uh, so beautiful tools. So easy to tools. handle the kind of... Yeah, yeah. The, I'm, not, I'm not saying that about, like, more expensive, ingred- uh, the more pricier tools is better. No, it's not. But it's about, like, kind of, you know, the quality, that the attention mm. to these kind of small things and... Um, and then I, I think it's 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 great thing. Right. I mean, it's just a really stupid example, I think. But you know, it's like good nail clippers, like tweezers, it's like right. a real thing. That they really make a big difference. Exactly. And then actually, so like again, like we met, like always kind of use a craft. Mm-hmm. You know that I looked up the in dictionary right here. The craft. Mm. So say craft says. So hold on, craft. That's the keyword in the culinary and then right. So, okay, so now it says an art, trade, or occupation requiring uh, special skills. Mm. And, yeah, it says an art. So I think these things that kind of influence, you know, precisions and respect and attitudes and uh, to make good drinks. Mm. Right, because it's not just about the result of something in a glass, right? You really have to think about... Every element, ingredients to how you feel when you're being served. And even like, I think when you serve the cocktail to me, you put the napkin and the way you put the glass, that was very soft and really meant something gentle. Very gentle. Yes. So that's called hospitality to me. So. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, So uh, what do you think about the current uh, bar culture? you know, like um, in America, they're always waiting bars in restaurants. But in Japan, it's almost impossible to find one. 
unless you go to very specific Western style places. And um, you work at a great restaurant and bar place. Mm -hmm. So what do you think about that? I think that explains, um, I, can, I can explain a little bit about that. I think so many places traditionally in Japan has the place serve something you know, like specialize in something. For mm. example, say, uh, of course, there's a sushi uh, restaurant, like sushi place. Mm. They specialize in sushi. They all their heart and then the tensions go to the sushi. Mm. And then, you know, no places like like uh, serving pasta, for example, like serving pasta and then, then appetizer risotto and the main course that you have, like, uh, say, steak and, mm. you know, other things. And, you know, but in Japan, I think many places specialize in something, like, for example, like this place go for okonomiyaki mm. and then this place you go to uh, ya uh, yakitori. Right. And then uh, in a sushi place. And the cocktail bar, of course, the beautiful cocktail bars there, mm. uh, all the focus is in the craft of the cocktail, you know, the, mm. these cocktails and and but I'm not saying that but each place has their own you know drinks and beverage that something complements to the you know cuisine mm. so like you know from sushi place they have a great um, you know the sake shochu Right. go to the yakitori place they serve uh, amazing highball you know that mm. they could be based with whiskey um, I don't know umeshu mm. um, so something complements their cuisine so right. So, mm, right. So, um, I think, you know, the American cocktail culture is really thriving, really thriving because it's more available. You know, and if you go to a restaurant, I mean, in Japan, who's, who starts drinking cocktails? Because there's no access, right? People think about the wine or sake or beer, but and the restaurants don't come up with creative cocktails because there's no demand. So, it's kind of to me, I wish Japanese restaurants started to serve more cocktails at this little little place that you can sit at and then drink bar, you know, bar drinks because it's more creative. And this really, I respect cocktail culture. And, you know, there's all those um, um, close uh, camaraderie, like friendship. You know, I think right. that's something we not yeah. missed. I love, I love um, you know, the... You know, the, again, the drinking and, you know, eating with the good people and then have a great time. So, you know, the, I think also cool to have like that kind of culture still today is, which is, you know, go to this specific bar for mm. the drink, you know, mm. and then, then go to eat specific food at this right. place. And mm. then kind of go back to, you know, uh, this bar and to drink whiskey or another, you know, like something they specialize about. So mm. that's 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 kind of super cool. And then hopefully these places like kind of, you know, they are close enough to walk around. Nice. So that way you don't have to take cab or drive. And But that kind of creates the neighborhood as well. Mm. You know, the, um, you know. The, Interesting. Yeah. Right. So maybe there should be more bars and maybe something, someone more or less formal as well right. in Japan. Yeah. By the way, where do you go? Which bars uh, do you recommend for listeners when you could? in Japan? Yeah, many, <laughs> um, many. The the for sure the my sensei Antonio San's place uh, still there. He's still there uh, in Daikama called Tablo's Lounge. Uh, and then walking distance from there, uh, my friend Toshi, he's bartender at a place called Diaz, also in Daikama, the tequila mm -hmm. uh, tequila focused. Uh, bar and bar trench 
in Ebisu, and then of course Great Ginza area, the amazing uh, classic Japanese. Uh, this capital about the uh, Ueno-san's new half five, mm-hmm. uh, Star Bar, Hoshi-san's Star Bar, Little Smith. That's in Ginza. Uh, Ginza, yeah. Right. Just, just too many. Mm. Uh, maybe you can give uh, give us like ten and then put it on the show notes. I will. Right. <laughs> That'd be fun because I, I keep getting asked a recommendation for restaurants in Japan, and I, I um, yeah, I have to come up with something. So, so bar, uh, bar version. We'll start with your list. Okay. Right. Okay. So, um, thank you for joining us today. Of course. Masa. Thank you so much for having me. Thank well, you. Keep us posted. Okay. Okay. So, listeners who like to know more about Masa's cocktails, please go to uh, Saxon and Pearl. Uh, dot com. That is uh, Saxon and Parole, uh, P-A-R-O-L-E dot com. And if you have any questions or comments about the show or suggestions for guests or topics of the show, please contact us at JapanNeeds at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. And JapanNeeds is live at 3 p.m. on Mondays and always available at HeritageRadioNetwork.org, iTunes and the Stitcher podcasts. And please go to iTunes and Stitcher and subscribe to JapanNeeds. And today's show was made possible by Corinne And our engineer is David, David Tatasiore. And thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.